Hello and welcome. I'm Bob, the head of sales at Klaus, and I'm taking over as host for this particular edition of our Fireside Chats. Our special guest today is Brandon Lattery, Customer Success Manager at Gong. We spoke about the hyper-specialized future of customer success, how revenue intelligence can lead to better conversations, and a little bit about his superpowers. Grab a seat by the fire and let's get into it. All right, well, hello. Uh, welcome to another edition of Klaus's Fireside Chats. I'm Bob, uh, head of sales at Klaus, uh, and really excited for today's guest. Uh, so we have uh, Brandon Latterly from Gong on the call. Hello, Brandon. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Where are you dialing in from today? I'm doing well. I'm actually calling in from my apartment in New York City. Uh, I've been living here for quite some time, and uh, as, uh, as mentioned, it's definitely a little chilly here today, so I apologize. I'm all bundled up in my Gong sweatshirt here. Very nice. I'm uh, currently in Valencia, but enjoying none of the sunshine because I'm in like an enclosed room. Uh, although there is a fire here that is very real. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to talk today. Uh, I'm a big fan of Gong. Working in sales, I know all about Gong. Um, I've used it before. Uh, it's also one of the fastest growing companies in the US. I saw it's uh, now multi-unicorn status. Um, but even more excitingly, I think there's a lot of parallels uh, with Klaus. Like we have similar mission in understanding customers. Uh, we have a similar mission. Uh, I think also our companies are, are uh, have a similar kind of uh, vibe and are quite fun uh, and kind of lead the thought leadership in the spaces we exist in. So I'm really excited to dive into that. But maybe before we do, uh, keen for you to introduce yourself. Uh, tell me a bit about what you do. Uh, let people know what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So right now I'm currently working on the mid-market customer success team for Gong. So working with a subset of our customer base uh, quite closely. Um, in the past, I've actually worked in customer success in more of the VoIP space with another European um, telecommunications company. So I was there for about two and a half years within a customer success uh, background, as well as spending some time in the sales component of it. Um, but really excited to have you know transitioned onto uh, the team at Gong. Uh, have really picked up quite a few learnings already in my first six months here, um, but really excited for you know what the rest of uh, you know my time here holds and, and continuing to gain that education. Really cool, and yeah, so we'll dive into everything Gong uh, in just a second. But before that, uh, just for our listeners to get to know a bit more about you, I'm uh, going to ask you some hot seat questions, which is a bit of a, a Klaus special that we like to make all of our new employees uh, feel a bit awkward and ask some interesting questions. I picked some some nice safe ones for you today. Um, but yeah, just to kind of warm things up, maybe we can start with uh, who is your favorite cat? Uh, obviously, Klaus is all about cats. So uh, you need to be a fan uh, to be on our fireside chat. Wow, that was going to be my answer. I think Klaus is without a doubt my favorite cat. But outside of that, I do feel like I have to go with Garfield. That's a classic. But I'd also, if possible, I'd love to give a quick little shout out to some of my friends' cats because there's a couple a couple friends' uh, cats, Mustafa and uh, Teddy, both near and dear in my heart. So I'd have to probably go with both of them. They're both adorable cats. Nice. I don't think we've ever had a cat shout out before. Uh, so there's a first <laughs> and a privilege for Mustafa and Teddy. A, a trendsetter for sure here. <laughs> nice. Uh, number two, um, do you have any superpowers? Hmm. I, I wish I could answer that with a yes. I think uh, if I had any superpowers, I'd be fighting crime instead of uh, helping customers leverage, you know, uh, software applications. But in terms of a superpower for me, I, I do think 
in my day to day, I do a really good job of understanding where people are coming from and really putting myself in their shoes. I think that's been super helpful in a customer success role and, and really a client facing role overall of just, you know, really gaining that insight into what this individual is looking for in this, you know, email or in this conversation and really trying to shape your response and, and your answers to, to best suit them. Because I think we all understand that people have a million things going on. I think especially now it's, you know, everyone's incredibly busy with remote work and, you know, possibly working from home with, you know, their kids, their spouse with a million other things going on in the background. And I think over the last few years, I've gotten really good at understanding, you know, someone may be reaching out to you uh, in, you know, in this conversation uh, that you're having with a customer and it may not be at 100 percent, may have a million other things going on. So I think that's that's somewhere that I've really tried to, to strengthen over the last few years into what we can consider a superpower. But I'd love to know, Bob, do you have any? Um, good question. You've turned around on me. I think empathy is a huge one that, you know, very valuable. So I'm going to steal yours uh, as well. Because um, I think, yeah, that's the invaluable power to have in, in the work that we do. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and then lastly, as a, uh, uh, as a very obvious segue into the actual content, do you own a gong? So I do own a gong. I was looking for it this weekend, uh, knowing that I was probably going to need to reference it in this conversation and was not able to find it. Um, so I do have one somewhere. I know. I apologize. I may be a bad omen, but uh, I do have one uh, on my desk at home, hopefully. Nice. Good to hear. I assumed gong would have branded gongs, but apparently not. Yeah, I'll be sending this to our, our marketing team because we are taking some requests for our gong uh, merch store. So I think that's going to be a good addition. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, thanks. That was the, the little hot seat warm up. Um, and let's dive into a bit more about Gong. So obviously, I, I've used Gong. Uh, I know a lot about uh, the company. It's in the news a lot recently because uh, of the rapid growth. Uh, but for a lot of people listening, it might be relatively new. So um, I thought maybe it's good if you could just describe in like 10 words, what does Gong do? Gong is at a high level a revenue intelligence platform that really unlocks visibility into certain aspects of your sales conversations, whether that's team performance, uh, market positioning, or you know any changes within your market. Um, it, it, it's really quite a powerful tool. So there's a lot of different avenues from there, but at, at a super high level, that's uh, the gist of it. Really nice, really nice. Um... So what makes Gong different? Obviously, you guys have seen this like stratospheric growth and success recently, clearly tapping into like a, a need. Um, what do you think, having now joined the company, seeing it from the inside is setting it apart and kind of standing out from all of the other uh, tech companies around right now? I think in all actuality, there's a couple different things that Gong does really well to set themselves apart. I think to start from an engineering perspective, I think working at Gong is super exciting as a CSM. I, I don't think a week goes by without a communication from our product teams or you know the announcement in our general um, in our GA channels uh, of just a new feature launch of, of a new uh, avenue that we've you know brought to our product team being announced. I think this is something that I've come really really quickly. I've, I've become comfortable with understanding that there's going to be a lot of product change. And I think it, it is from a, you know, a CS perspective, sometimes tough to keep up with everything that's going on. I also think, you know, in, in more of like the, the soft skills component of it, I think working at Gong, everyone is incredibly collaborative. I, I think if there's anything that you need from another team, from another individual, 
everyone internally is more than happy to go above and beyond to to reach out to customers on your behalf to, to facilitate any additional information that you need internally. I think that's made my uh, onboarding here so much easier. But I think from like a, a personal perspective, we're, we're in the process of building out our community right now. So Nisha is in charge of, she's our director of community. And I can't count how many times I've had a customer say, oh, Gong, your community's, you know, uh, scaling up real nicely. I'd love to ask, you know, whoever's behind that uh, a few questions because we're in the process of building a community at our company. So I've tagged Nisha, again, it has to be over 10 times now. And every single time she's, you know, super quickly reached out and said, introduce me to that customer. I would love to give them feedback, tell them what I did right, what I did wrong, uh, and make sure that they scale their community, which I think is such an amazing quality of an employee here, just that willingness to go above and beyond and, and help a customer, even though it doesn't really relate to her day-to-day -day work. Uh, really cool. So many things in common, I think, as well with uh, the way we work at Klaus and yeah, nodding along to a lot of stuff. And one thing I was going to ask you as well is, you know, we, we operate in this space in CX where we benefit from the, our own solutions that we're building. And I assumed that, you know, you must use Gong heavily day in, day out. I think you refer to drinking your own champagne, which sounds much more pleasant than what we do at Klaus, which is eat our own cat food. Um, Maybe you can tell me a bit more about that. So uh, how, how is Gong helping you day in, day out and like, um, uh, yeah, improving your own success? Yeah, absolutely. I think within my day to day, I leverage Gong nonstop. And I know it's probably obvious as a Gong employee that it's, it's easy to do so. But I think in using Gong every day, you know, I'll have a customer conversation or I'll want to go back to my previous call and, and really gain that insight into what was mentioned as a human you know, my memory is is only as, as strong as it can be. So in leveraging Gong, I'm able to go back into my previous calls, uh, you know, and listen back on it, take notes, look at important insights. And, and from there, come into my next call so much more prepared. And really from an onboarding perspective, too, uh, in the first six months of just consistently listening to what some of our top performers are doing, it's so amazing. We have this We have this internal culture of, if you want to steal, you know, a talk track, go ahead, take it. If you see something, if you see something that you really like, um, you're, you know, well within your right to go in and, and more or less copy it and use it in your conversations. Cause it's, it's kind of, you know, why reinvent the wheel? And I also think, you know, there's so much tagging back and forth. Like with my manager, I, I super regularly tag her in my calls and say, Hey, I would just love a little bit of insight into this or. When you get a chance, can you listen back and let me know, you know, what I did really well and maybe areas I can improve on. Yeah. And it really, this is like a whole new area because I think beforehand everything was, uh, you didn't have that data. You weren't recording stuff. So things were operating in like silos and that knowledge would be trapped in individuals' heads. Uh, and it's, it's similar to what Klaus is doing. You know, you've, you've got to start measuring the quality of these interactions before you can even start improving it and sharing that internally. Uh, is, is this what you guys refer to as revenue intelligence uh, at, at Gong, this, this kind of new world of data around co improving conversations? Absolutely. I, I think in, in terms of revenue intelligence, it really is kind of going a bit deeper. And I, I actually really like your, your call out that you had mentioned of, you know, all that's staying within your sales reps, you know, heads. It, it's, it's, I, I couldn't imagine a decade ago having a sales conversation and then having my AE come back to me as, you know, let's say a, a VP of sales and say, this is what was mentioned. There's no recording. I took some notes super quickly, jotted them down. They may be right. They may be wrong. 
And that's my opinion of this conversation. Within revenue intelligence, it really is analyzing those conversations, transcribing them, making sure that we're getting the key points of interest, things like that. And, and you know, future state is super exciting as well. I'm really excited to see you know what comes down the pipeline with this. But I think at the time being, you know, revenue intelligence is really giving you that deep insight into what's going on within those conversations from a real analytical and, and data perspective. I think something that um, I really love is Gong Labs, which is where members of our team, you know, take that information, um, make it anonymous, and then, you know, take a look at some of those data points and, and really, you know, dive deep into what's working and what isn't. One of the, the most recent ones that I read, which was super exciting, is we took a look at, you know, 300,000 emails uh, and saw, you know, what um, what uh, intro lines work super well and which ones don't. So, you know, that's like a really cool component of what we're doing, of, of really understanding exactly what does make an A player within some of these communications. Really cool. And what intro line works best out of interest? <sighs> You're putting me on the spot here. This is, again, this is a sign of how human memory works. I have to go back and reference it. I think I've gotten a little too drunk on the champagne, possibly, and, and gotten too used to just being able to reclaim any uh, communication. <laughs> Look up anything, like relying on Google, you know, everything's in there now. I'm technically, uh, I think I'm technically Gen Z, so this is just a, a generational problem, perhaps, but I am, uh, I, I've grown up surrounded by computers and cell phones and, and you know, I, I couldn't imagine it any other way. Oh, fair. And um, I imagine that Gong, customer success is a huge priority. Obviously, you're operating in the CX space. You need to kind of uh, prove that as well and kind of live and breathe that way of working. Um, I'm assuming you guys have a very big customer success team. Yes. I don't know the exact number uh, of CX employees, but I, I can say it's, it's definitely a larger component of our organization. And I think there's a lot of focus within the CX org. I think something that somebody had told me uh, about a year or two ago uh, at my previous organization is that quite often when you're buying a product, you are buying the customer experience. So I think, you know, within Gong, there's so much amazing uh, benefits that you get from the platform, but a lot of the actual experience is truly working with our teams and working with incredibly knowledgeable individuals in, you know, whatever area that may be, whether that's, you know, sales methodology or, or data insights within the platform. And that's a really exciting selling piece, you know, for our, um, for our customers is that you get to work with some of the most knowledgeable individuals in the industry. And how do you guys measure success? Oh, there are so many ways to measure success. I think within, yeah, uh, with a focus of Gong, I think at Gong, um, the way we really measure success is often related to a couple different fields. One really being the utilization and the actual like um, adoption of the product. I think we've created a, a process which I really enjoy, which is you know broken down into a couple different meetings. So upon becoming a Gong customer, we'll really spend some time with you to understand your actual business pains and, and, you know, gong aside, what are you looking to do for the next six to 12 months? Are you trying to increase revenue, uh, reduce attrition? Are you trying to, you know, scale a new team or a new market? We'll sit down with you and say, great, that's the end goal. That's the end state. How do we help you get there? So for me personally, in working with customers, there is the actual like utilization and you know, the, the account growth and, and those metrics for success. But the real end state is, are we making a positive impact on how you're running your teams, how you're running your business? And are we giving you insights that you previously couldn't see? So I think like, you know, for an example, I've recently worked with a customer 
Um, you know, the utilization is great. You know, the adoption is great. But every time we hop onto a call and we work through a new expected workflow within Gong, you can see their face light up. You know, you can see the excitement that they have because they know they can go back to their C-suite and say, 40% of, you know, these calls have, you know, this talk track mentioned. We can scale that to 60. That'll have this much of an impact on our close one revenue. And that excitement for me is, is truly what success looks like, is really driving that internally. Really nice. And um, so obviously the last uh, couple of years have been pretty crazy. And I, I guess it's fueled in some ways the adoption of Gong as well as everyone's been moving online onto digital conversations and uh, people realizing, you know, they, may, they might be new to it and they're not even sure how to kind of measure how those are going. Um, how... How have you seen kind of COVID and the move online um, affect Gong and kind of affect people's interactions in general? I think within within Gong, from what I've seen in my time here, I think there is definitely a need to have a platform like this, just because as a sales manager, like I would honestly love to understand how you've you know managed the last you know two years of running a remote team. Uh, you know, I imagine it, it's quite tricky. I think we're getting to a place where it's going to be a bit more hybrid, but I do think that remote is here to stay. And I think, you know, it's become incredibly evident that you need a number of different platforms to really properly run a sales team or a support team or a success team. You know, if you're in different geographical locations, I think with Gong, like, as I mentioned, reviewing calls and really being able to tag your manager or other colleagues in customer conversations is something that's super important and it's going to be super scalable within this platform. But I think from a personal perspective, I've seen remote really change a lot of different things. I think the one that I've noticed is that it's become a bit trickier to, I think, show personality in a way. I think, you know, in certain conversations, a lot of Zoom meetings are, are somewhat transactional. And I think uh, something I've tried to do personally is like spend the first few minutes, um, you know, kind of just bringing in personal anecdotes chatting a little bit, um, you know, discussing where someone might be located. You know, I hate to use the weather as an example. I think that's such like a, such an easy, <laughs> easy option, but, you know, jumping on a call and just having a human connection for the first few minutes before you really dive into, you know, whatever 25, 30 minute meeting you have set aside, I, I think is incredibly crucial. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I think speaking from my own experience, like uh, with Gong, like, and I think with Klaus as well, like the, the, the way of working beforehand, uh, before these kind of new solutions have come in that are helping kind of manage this, it was, it's like incredibly manual process. Uh, and in my last role, you know, it, I was managing a team in lots of different time zones, different levels of knowledge, different levels of onboarding. And in order to properly understand what's going on, I would have to join calls uh, and often, or watch full length recordings. Uh, and a big part of the value, I think, from what Gong and Klaus do is like helping you identify where to look. Um, so the transcription of Gong of just like, hey, I can very quickly jump in and see where the issues are um, and enabling you to give that feedback in a much kind of quicker way uh, is a lifesaver. Um, so that whole like anxiety that you might be missing something. I think for me, that was the biggest thing that uh, Gong kind of helped um, uh, and kind of scale up. Um, Absolutely. So. How do you predict the things are going to change in the future? Um, obviously, customer success itself has gone through a lot of changes recently um, in the last 10 years, last year even. Uh, how do you think customer success will kind of adapt uh, in the future? 
I think customer success in the future is going to change in two ways. I think one, CSMs are going to be pushed into a more, you know, um, focused area. I think as a CSM, you're not going to be a multi-tool. I think you're going to be hyper-specialized in one area of the customer journey or the product. I think that's something that I'm seeing now. Hyper-specialization. Exactly. And I, I feel like that's almost all industries. I don't think that's unique to customer success. I think this is a bit of a tangent, but I read a story years ago about a, uh, a surgeon who decided he wanted to be uh, the best thumb doctor in the world. So if you had any thumb injury, you would go to him. A lot of people laughed and you know, kind of joked about it at first. But you know, if you're a baseball player, a famous musician, and you need your thumbs to do your job, you're going to go to the best of the best. And I think that's kind of, you know, where we're moving in the sense of if I'm going to be working with somebody on a specific part of the customer journey, I want to be with someone who is hyper-focused in that area, someone who's incredibly knowledgeable. And I think it's often with smaller companies, you know, earlier scale-ups that, you know, you have a CSM uh, or someone in that position who's going to have to be knowledgeable in a million different areas. I think this is something I saw in my previous company as we scaled from Series B to Series D. It was incredibly exciting to see how roles changed and how individuals took on more siloed uh, missions, basically, instead of just running around, you know, doing a million things at once. Um, I think that's going to be a, a larger component of it. But I also think the actual CSM role is going to change a bit as well. I think something that I've noticed throughout my career has always been the push for customer um, autonomy. So having the customers themselves really drive what they need within the platform. And I think Gong is doing an amazing job through our academy uh, and our community, which are two areas where customers can come in and, and really do self-paced lessons or live trainings. So we're taking that component and, and sort of putting it in the hands of the customer to say, if you're interested in learning more about how you can leverage this platform, you can go ahead and do that on your own. You can self-register and you can even ask questions within that. You could take specific lessons that you need. And then afterwards, you can go to our community and you can search and see if anyone has previously asked certain questions or how other customers are leveraging the platform at their organizations. And I think it's going to become more of the CSM's position to help in leveraging these platforms instead of being that source of information for those two things. I've seen a lot of success with my customers. And, you know, specifically, I think my most successful customers are the ones that are really, really excited to take advantage of this. You know, individuals who are saying, oh, yes, our entire team is going to, you know, join a live training. And then they're going to take the supplemental education. So now they're, you know, experts within how to leverage Gong. Yeah, the idea of like turning customers into thought leaders themselves, and then they're the ones who'll be vocal in the community and kind of teaching other people, and uh, we can take a back seat. Absolutely, and I, I know it sounds, you know, maybe like a, a lazy perspective, but I do think, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like there's this uh, expectation to immediately respond to customers, not at Gong, but in general as a CSM. I think we often have this need to say, oh, we're helpful. We want to be helpful people and we're going to respond immediately. But sometimes what a customer is looking for has already been asked. It's already been built within our community or within our academy or even our help center. And, you know, empowering them to have those tools and, and, and something we talk about all the time internally um, is train the trainer. So, you know, if I can work with my point of contact at you know, a specific company, and make sure that, like you said, like they're a thought leader, they're you know an incredibly educated Gong user, then they can go and be that person at their company 
and, and really be that resource internally and that advocate for Gong. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. And the, is the Gong community like open to anyone or do you have to be a customer? How does, uh, tell me more about the community itself. Can I join it and talk about all things sales? I do think uh, within that you are going to need a Gong license to access it. Um, but I will say if you are a Gong customer and you have any questions around, you know, really kind of, you know, how are other teams leveraging Gong? What's been successful in the past? Or even, again, to the to eating our own cat food and, and drinking our own champagne. You know, if you're curious on how the CS team at Gong uses Gong, we have plenty of documentation around that. We have uh, videos, we have, you know, uh, workflow um, explanations. So you can really hop into there and again, gain that insight and get that that individual uh, access to that. Cool. And it, so a couple of things I think Gong does differently. The, the other uh, aspect is that you guys don't take yourself too seriously, at least on the outside, like the marketing <laughs> is very fun. Is, is it like that at Gong as well? Is that really like part of the culture? Um, tell me a bit more about that. Internally, we do spend you know a good chunk of our time really really working hard and, and really striving to hit certain you know goals and initiatives but there's always a little bit of time hollowed out for celebration for for you know um, joyous moments to say wow like look back on this quarter look how we did uh let's take a few minutes to celebrate to, to enjoy it together and i i do think you know something that we've talked about and something i'd recommend to anyone in the cs field is in your customer conversations, you know, strive to have the best talk tracks and really, you know, hone in on your on your um, language, but also don't lose sight of, you know, who you are personally. Something that uh, someone has told me recently is, you know, taking your own personal voice and adding that it is so impactful in customer conversations. And I think that's something that's really encouraged at Gong is to, to show your true self. And, you know, we don't, you know, personally want someone showing up and, and putting on a, a facade of who they are. And I think that's, that's, it's super exciting to work somewhere where, you know, you get to be exactly who you want to be. I like that. Cause yeah, the risk maybe is that like you only go by the data, like the data shows, I need to say exactly this, this, and this, and this, and then you lose the personality in it. So uh, exactly. And it's, you know, you want to come into customer conversations with some of those insights and, and, you know, things that are impactful, but, you know, again, to our earlier point of, you know, in the remote world, it's so easy to, I think, become a bit more automated um in, in what you say so it's it's really important to, to keep that in the back of your mind and really bring in some humanity no definitely um so just to change focus a little bit i think we spoke about some of the things that you do well at gong and um what about a, a mistake or learning either that you've seen uh yourself make or at gong um <laughs> that you know our listeners can learn from i think i have two that really stay with me um the main one, and I think this is a great life lesson in general, is, is to always prepare properly. I think what I've started doing in my customer conversations is I'll come in and I'll actually in my notes write what my end goal is for this you know, conversation. Are we jumping on here to, to you know, move the needle a bit or are we just you know, coming here to speak? And I've found that when I do that, it keeps me, you know, it keeps me honest. It keeps me onto that, that, um, to that track. But I'll also say like, what I'll do is I'll write two or three questions because I think I've learned from, you know, previous uh, experiences of, of jumping onto a customer call and not being incredibly prepared with the questions that I'm going to bring to that conversation. And it, to be honest with you, it is a bit embarrassing. So I think that's a, a huge lesson that I've learned. And I also think from a, a specific customer experience is that sometimes you do need to bend the process a little bit. And that kind of goes back into, you know, maybe being a bit more robotic, I think it's important to understand when 
you know, a certain process may not be super impactful for a customer. I had a, a specific customer who had an understanding of our onboarding process that was not what our onboarding process exactly looks like. But, you know, we were able to work through it and, and really check the boxes that we needed to, but also to, to do it in a way that was going to be impactful and important for the customer. And I think I saw that uh, as an experience of, uh, of them kind of saying, you know, at first we weren't prepared for what this entailed, but thank you for, you know, working through it with us. And we incredibly appreciate the flexibility in changing, you know, this specifically for us. I think keeping that in, in you know, the back of your mind at all times and just understanding exactly you know, what you're doing, what the end goal is, and making sure that it does resonate with the individuals that you're speaking to is super, super impactful. Yeah, nice. So that, that goes back to your, your kind of empathy superpower, right? So really understanding <laughs> through the customer's eyes. Um, that's good. And uh, do you have any other kind of secrets for keeping customers happy or other ways that uh, customer success teams can really stand out for their, their customers? I feel like... In terms of secrets, I, I wish I had more. Um, I think in terms of how customer success teams can stand out, the one thing I always say is, I think keeping honest. Um, if, if you mentioned that you're going to send something over, or if you're going to do something for a customer, I think it's super important to to um, to follow through with that. I think that's an area that I've seen uh, even myself over my career get better at uh, of saying, "Oh, I'll send this over tonight," and then you know, if I wait till the next morning, it's not the end of the world. But making sure that it does get done within a timely fashion, just because I think, again, to our, our earlier point of, of the empathy component is, you know, there are other people uh, who have, you know, overarching business goals, they have their own teams and their own managers who may be, you know, uh, waiting on that information or waiting on, you know, your platform and, and your communication. So I think it's important to keep that, um, keep that relevant at all times. Um, I'm curious, though, what does what does Klaus do differently? Is there anything I should be taking away from this that I can maybe bring to the gong team? There's a lot of secrets that can obviously not be revealed, but uh, no, I think in general, um, definitely eating our own cat food helps. Uh, it helps us steer the product. It helps us succeed as a success and support uh, org too. Um, so I think we've had proudly 100% CSAT scores uh, with our customer support the last few months. Um, oh, wow. Probably from using Klaus, but also because our team is exceptional. But uh, that's helpful. And then um, what you said, I couldn't agree with more. So just like being really empathetic, honest, um, and everything around kind of turning customers into thought leaders, really building a community around it. You know, you're not just a client and supplier relationship. You're actually part of a broader community of people who believe in something and believe in this mission and sharing ideas and pushing what we can do forward together um in, in a very broad way uh but i'll tell you some secrets <laughs> offline as well <laughs> yeah I'll be, I'll be looking forward to that email i'll definitely bring them uh bring them back but that's super exciting to hear 100 percent csat that's amazing yeah yeah you'll have to speak to our uh support team to find out the secrets there. <laughs> cool and uh, so you mentioned a bit about gong's uh labs and the roadmap and the exciting things uh what, like what's next for gong um already doing a lot right clearly uh, but i'm curious if you can share a bit of like what the roadmap looks like i i wish i could i, I truthfully don't think i have enough insight to, to speak with certainty on exactly what's coming up next um i do think from from where we stand here it, it is a super exciting path forward i think um we've already got such an amazing customer base and i think so much product validation that that you know it, it's going to only become more exponential i, I think we're only going to get better at what we're doing now and just continue to to really strive in these areas and you know hopefully expand into 
um, new avenues. Yeah, I have no doubts. Like I, I'm sure Gong is in a very good position already, and uh, with the kind of whole wave of customer experience, like more and more companies are becoming more and more acutely aware that you know that's the difference uh, between good experience and like exceptional one that will keep people coming back. So um, I think you will have yeah more and more fans. I, I hope so. And I, I do think we really, you know, as I mentioned, like we really do try to go above and beyond to create such raving fans. But I, I, I think so much of it, too, is just really solving a lot of these, you know, fundamental business concerns and issues. I think um, I had a professor in college once who, who gave me a really great piece of advice for entrepreneurship, which was if you think you have a problem and if that problem gives you a headache, if you have a physical headache from wanting to solve that problem, sleep on it for a month. If you wake up every morning for a month and you still have that headache, you found a solution. And I, I really think at Gong, we've we've mastered that in the sense of I think we've taken headache level problems for a lot of businesses and, and within one platform really resolved most of them. Nice. That's a, a good analogy to remember. <laughs> and maybe, yeah, good analogy to end on. Uh, so, yeah, thanks so much, Brandon. Uh, really exciting to hear a bit of the inside scoop on what's going on at Gong and the great stuff you guys are doing. Um, and yeah, thanks everyone for watching and uh, there'll be another Klaus Weisheit chat very soon. Appreciate it, Bob. Thank you.